Welcome to Point of View, where we give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. We're your hosts, Logan, Jonah, and Jordan, and, t- and today we'll be talking about the representation of media coverage of the LGBTQ community, how much it has increased in the media, and the impact it has had in our society. The more coverage that is given to the community brings more awareness. It helps validate the experiences, helping many people to feel comfortable being themselves. Being able to see themselves and the people in the media they consume has a power that is hard to understate. And in so, today we're going we're each going to spend time talking about representation in certain industries, beginning with television. LGBTQ representation in the last decades has made its way towards media coverage, specifically the television world, more and more. In just the past year, LGBTQ representation has hit its record high. This information was presented by GLAD, which stands for Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamination. It is a nonprofit organization that focuses on the media coverage on the community and media entertainment industries. They have been working diligently since 1985. And before they were founded, media coverage on the LGBTQ community was just starting to get into the mix. The first credited openly gay character was in 1971 in an episode part of the show called All in the Family, played by Philip Carey. Even though there was still representation, it was very limited and only showed the surface of the community. There are many shows in today's world that have good quality representation of the LGBTQ community. One big one was the Netflix show Heartstopper. Heartstopper is a Netflix series that covers the lives of a group of British teenagers. The majority of the cast plays characters that are part of the LGBTQ community and are a part of it in real life as well. The primary main characters, Nick and Charlie, are what the show is about. Charlie is gay and was alienated by a group of boys in his all-boys school. He was bullied, teased, and used all because of who he was. Heartstopper shows a very real outcome can happen and has happened to many young people in our society, being looked at differently and even treated differently all because of who they are. Now, Nick is bisexual and doesn't know until he meets Charlie and starts to gain feelings for him. Nick was confused and scared about his sexuality. He didn't know how people would treat him and see him once he came to terms and showed it publicly. Once again, Heartstopper touches on real issues that people of all ages have to deal with because of our society's views. There are other characters in Heartstopper that face some issues as well, such as Tara and Darcy, a lesbian couple. They have to do with girls questioning and judging them once they officially came out as a couple. Elle, who is transgender, faced tons of bullying and torment at her old school, which was an only boys' school. However, she then switched to Higgs school, and she instantly felt, felt less judged. All these characters are representation of real-life issues, but they also show the light and beauty, beauty that comes with the LGBTQ community. All these characters are representation of real-life issues, but they also show the light and beauty that comes with the LGBTQ community. In another instance, the show Exo Kitty reveals Kitty questioning her sexuality. Near the end of the series, she starts to develop feelings for Yuri, who is an openly gay character. Kitty doesn't confess her feelings for Yuri because she isn't sure what she's feeling. In this scenario, she's a lot like Nick from Heartstopper. Both of them develop feelings for someone they didn't think they would end up falling for. This has them questioning their sexuality and leaving them a little bit confused. Because of this, Yuri is dealing with unaccepting parents and uses Kitty's ex-boyfriend as a cover-up so they think she's straight. Shows like Exo Kitty and Heartstopper are good representations of the teenagers as a part of the LGBTQ community and what they must deal with day to day. However, we are also shown how great the LGBTQ community is since we get to see the purposes and goals of the community as well. Gaming as a whole is a medium that has exploded into the mainstream as of the last 20 some years. As the video gaming industry grows more and more massive, with thousands of studios pumping out tens of thousands of games a year, it starts to be held to the same standards that traditional media is. Minority representation is no different. 
As opposed to television or movies, the gaming industry is one where outsider voices are not only accepted, but even considered a superior. The term indie game being coined to talk about games developed by an independent publisher, often having an outsider perspective that gives the game its own value. These indie games are where the LGBT community hits its stride in the gaming space, so to speak. While you do occasionally see some queer representation in the big studio $100,000 budget games, the quaint homegrown indie market is one where, without studios limiting creativity and anybody to say no, you tend to see the more thoughtful portrayals of the queer community. The game that comes to many people's minds when the idea of queer characters in gaming is mentioned is Madeline from the cult classic game Celeste. She is one of, if not the, premier transgender rep in modern gaming. Celeste itself is a game centric on tough platforming, as well as being able as well as being an insightful approach on handling anxiety and how mental illness impacts a person. One could even go through the game without even knowing she was transgender, as the themes are much more overt. Even a curse research beyond just a simple playthrough makes all the pieces align. What once was only anxiety can so easily be recognized as gender dysphoria. What previously was outsider syndrome become link can become linked with the ousting of transgender people in the modern world, and it goes on and on. With Celeste being such a massive game and Madeline being a well-known representation of the transgender community without being in your face, much of the transgender community has rallied behind her, to the point where you could even consider her a sort of emblem for queers in gaming. This all shows just how valuable having a transgender character in a game is. Madeline, an overtly queer character in a game not even directly centric on gay themes, is someone that the audience can see themselves in. I genuinely, myself, cannot count how many times my trans friends have identified with her, seen themselves in her struggle, and given endless love to that game solely because of it. In a space where queerness in characters is rare, even the slightest trace helps represent and empower LGBTQ people. Feeling seen in a way that has been so rare for so many years. What happens though, when the queerless is much less overt? I Can Fell is for all intents and purposes THE queer game. While it holds less of a cult status than Celeste, it is a game where quite literally almost every single character is some flavor of queer. Everybody is represented, be it gay, lesbian, bisexual, non-binary, transgender, agender, aromantic, and asexual. If you identify with it, a, Karen I can fell is with, a character in I Can Fell is with you. This level of unabashedly gay creation is equally as valuable to the community as the not sober even if less common. It is representative of us, so clearly proud in its, different, in its difference that it itself sets us up as being the odd one out within the market, something we need more of. The idea that being queer is something that should be done more subtly than flamboyant is not an uncommon opinion, and one that I myself hold more than I don't, actually. But the value in a game just spitting that notion on the street, getting rid of subtlety, draping the gay flag over its shoulders and running through its streets, it serves as a sign to everyone else that you can be in so insanely gay and still be fine. It's a beacon to let other developers, players, and onlookers know that being gay is not just okay, it's something to be insanely proud of. Beyond indie gaming though, the homegrown love projects, the grander video game market is where queer representation gets more and more sparse. One outlier in the sea of straightness is The Last of Us 2.
The Last of Us 2 is a much accredited game for many reasons, be it a heart-wrenching story, well-executed gameplay, or a plethora of other things. But one very distinct thing about it is that it actually has a queer main protagonist. Ellie, the main character, is shown to be attracted towards women throughout the run of the game without any stereotyping or othering, just depicting it as a thing that happens, and in an industry that is so devoid of anything, it is a breath of fresh air. It wasn't overwhelmingly gay, nor used, nor used to get LGBTQ people on board for the game. It was just a work of normalization, normalizing queer people, and every step done for that is a step in the right direction. Gaming as a whole is still a relatively fledgling industry in the grand scope of things. And even in the 50-some years of intense video game development, the scene has grown and evolved so rapidly. Representation of queers in gaming went from next to zero in the early 2000s to a place where it is now, nowhere near as hard for someone to see themselves in what they play. But even yet, there is still room to grow. While indie games do have an impact on the market, and that cannot be understated, ultimately the big movers and shakers will always be the game studios with the big releases. And in those cases, queer representation is quite limited. Where it is almost seen exclusively in RPGs, albeit with a few exceptions, or role-playing games, RPGs or role-playing games, that is, games where characters reign supreme and the player expects an expansive world and a representation of themselves. That way they can immerse themselves fully in the game's universe. It is no surprise then that these are the big games where you can see queer people represented. And while that is better than nothing, the queer community shall not just be relegated to one genre out of hundreds upon hundreds. I'm not calling for the future that more traditional people are fearful of, where everyone has pronouns and gay characters are the norms and being crammed down the throat of those who are less tolerant. That brings about a different sort of tension. All I would like is a world where gay characters are not a commodity, but a common occurrence. Something that isn't out of the ordinary. I want to have trans teens be able to see themselves in more than a number so small I can count it on one hand. Looking forward, I hold nothing but hope for this ideal world I mentioned. Each big new game release seems to work toward to normalizing another thing, be it gay people existing in video games as a whole, or even the player character being allowed to choose their pronouns, a wave of choices in the modern gaming industry that has been more than exciting. As we go further and further into this future, I wholeheartedly believe that gaming as an industry will work past the pervasive queer erasure and ignorance that used to play it. We have a rainbow-colored future ahead of us all. In the world of cinema, there's been this beautiful unfolding of queer stories, ones that dive deep into the complexities of human emotions and relationships, breaking free from the constraints of traditional narratives. Unlike before, movies have become this vast canvas where gender fluidity, diverse sexualities, and the intricacies of queer identities are explored in ways that mirror real life. It's not just about telling stories anymore, it's about delving into the very heart of the human experience. These narratives, once pushed to the sidelines, are now taking center stage, creating bridges of empathy between different walks of life. Queerness in the cinematic realm isn't just a subplot anymore. It's a powerful force, reshaping how we perceive the world and paving the way for stories of every sexual orientation to shine brightly on the silver screen. In the year of 2016, the film Moonlight, directed by Barry Jenkins, emerged as a cinematic masterpiece, capturing the hearts of viewers with its intimate exploration of queer identity. Set against the backdrop of Miami, the film follows the life of, of Kiran, a young African-American man in three acts that mirror different stages of his journey. From his tender childhood through the challenges of adolescence to the, complexity of, to the complexities of adulthood, Moonlight delicately unravels the layers of his existence, portraying his struggles, desires, and the quest for acceptance with unparalleled depth and authenticity. Through its unique cinematography and powerful performances, 
The film not only breaks barriers, but also delves into universal themes of love, identity, and belonging. Moonlight doesn't just tell a queer story. It crafts a cinematic experience that resonates with the audience, sparking conversations about queer representation and paving the way for a more empathetic and inclusive world of cinema. Its impact is immortalized, highlighting how storytelling weaves the intricate narratives that make us beautifully and uniquely human. An additional LGBTQ story that changed the cinematic world of LGBTQ storytelling would be the 2016 Italian film Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name is a poetic coming-of-age romance film directed by Luca Guadagnino. Set in 1983, the story unfolds in the picturesque countryside of Italy. It follows the tender and passionate summer romance between Elia Perlman and a young Italian boy named Oliver, a visiting American scholar. Set in the world of the sun-soaked Italian landscape, the film captures the raw emotions of youth and the timeless nature of queer love. Call Me By Your Name stands out as a true masterpiece, delicately weaving a tale of queer love and longing against the backdrop of an Italian summer. Mainstream films have often tiptoed around LGBTQ narratives, but Call Me By Your Name fearlessly dived into the depths of human connection, painting a raw picture of love that knows no gender boundaries. Through Elio and Oliver's intimate journey, the film not only touched hearts, but also shattered the glass ceiling for LGBTQ storytelling in mainstream cinema. Call Me By Your Name was one of the first mainstream movies with two characters at its core, and it became one of the highest grossing LGBTQ movies ever made. A less popular, but just as phenomenal of a queer story, would be the 2019 French film Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait of a Lady on Fire unfolds against the enchanting world of 18th century Brittany, France. The film follows Marianne, a talented artist who is commissioned to paint a portrait of Helio, a young woman about to enter into an arranged marriage. As Marianne observes Helio in secret, a deep and passionate connection blossoms between them. The relationship defies the societal norms of the time, sparking a rebellion against the expectations imposed on them. The movie navigates the unspoken language of desire and the defiance against the constraints of society. Through subtle gestures and visual storytelling, the film explores themes of freedom, identity, and the ever-changing power of love. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a visual and critically renowned marvel. It invites audiences into a world where love knows no boundaries and where every gaze and touch speaks volumes about the human heart. Possibly the most popular and impactful LGBTQ movie ever would be the 2006 film Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain stands as a cinematic milestone. It boldly broke the mold and provided a nuanced portrayal of queerness rarely seen in mainstream cinema. Set against the sweeping landscapes of Wyoming, the film follows the complex relationship between Ennis and Jack, two cowboys whose love defies societal expectations. Unlike stereotypical portrayals prevalent in Hollywood, Brokeback Mountain steers clear of cliches, offering an, an authentic and raw depiction of queer love, desire, and heartbreak. In the tender moments shared between the characters, the film captures the universal essence of human connection, transcending sexual orientation. Its impact on mainstream cinema has been seismic, challenging prevailing stereotypes and paving the way for genuine LGBTQ representation. Through its silent storytelling and unspoken emotions, Brokeback Mountain not only dismantles societal expectations, but also becomes a timeless exploration of the human experience, reminding audiences that love knows no boundaries and can break free from any restraints and stereotypes that hold it back. In the ever-evolving landscape of media, LGBTQ plus representation has transformed from, from a marginalized presence to a vibrant tapestry of human narratives. From the pioneering efforts of organizations like GLAAD to groundbreaking, to groundbreaking series such as Heartstopper and Exo Kitty, television has become a canvas for authentic storytelling reflecting the diverse experiences of the LGBTQ plus community. In the gaming industry, indie creations like Celeste and Eichenfell offer sanctuaries where queer voices resonate unapologetically, challenging mainstream norms. 
Cinematic masterpieces like Moonlight and Brokeback Mountain have shattered stereotypes and reinvented the romance genre. These narratives, not just stories, but immersive experiences, create empathy and understanding, crafting a path towards a future where LGBTQ plus representation is not just accepted, but celebrated. This concludes this episode of Point of View. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at NHS Point of View, for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Jonah, along with my co-hosts, Logan and Jordan, and this has been Point of View.